recording yesterday. We record this. This is a slightly earlier than uh, uh, all the last ones we started. <laughs> There's no mystery to any of this. No mystery whatsoever. Well, welcome to Cardboard, the board game podcast. I'm Devon Body, And I'm Steve Davis. Uh, we are coming at you again. Uh, this time with flowers in hand. This time with flowers in hand, asking you to take us back. Uh, I'm saying you sad. are fickle. You are. I'm saying that I am determined. Oh, there we go. I mean. You want to learn how to speak some flowers? Play Tussie Mussy. Tussie Mussy. Designed by Elizabeth Hargrave. Thank you, Elizabeth. Now, you might be asking, what's a Tussie Mussie? It's a good question, actually. What is a Tussie Mussie? Tussie Mussies exemplified the Victorian custom of assigning meaning to the flowers that friends and lovers exchanged. Inspired by the ideals of elegance and discretion, these bouquets were carefully made to convey subtle messages to their recipients. Now you can choose the right flowers to make a winning Tessie Mussy of your own. Yes. Yeah. This is one of the smaller games that we have. I... So small, in fact, that it can fit in your wallet. It's called a wallet game, is it not? Yep, that it is. Yeah. Just 18 cards. Not going to take up much space wherever you decide to put it. Yeah, just a very small game with big aspirations. Of messing with your friends. Messing with your friends with flowers. Yeah. Screw with their minds. Yes. Tell them that they are beautiful. Or tell them that you have deceived me. Yeah. Or let's keep a secret. And that they will. You're if they're good friends. You're a flame in my heart. Why a flame? Not the flame. Look, you can keep have more open. than one flame. Keep it open. <laughs> keep it open. Don't commit yeah. too much yet. You gotta have space for, like, other people. Till probably, like, your parents. I like red tulips. Or just straight up, I love you. Yeah. All right. Good to know. Good to I know. Mean, Red Rose is also the same. Sort also of I mean, well, toes. I mean, that fair. I mean, come on. We all know Red Rose. <laughs> Get a if thing, someone Red gives roses. you a pink rose, we are happy friends. So if someone gives you a pink rose, they don't like you that way. They just want to be friends. Yeah. They just, you know, thought you'd appreciate some flowers. Yeah. Fair enough. All so right. So this game is played in a very interesting way. Each player draws two cards on their turn and offers them to another player. Yeah, uh, it, I, I kind of like that aspect where you, you're you seeing the cards, but you offer it to someone else. Yeah, and of course, the person you're offering to can only see what one of them are. Yeah, you have to choose which card to put face up and which to keep face down. Yeah, and then the receiving player decides if they want to take the card that they can see or the mystery card. Yeah, it's actually a, a really cool aspect for both sides. For the person choosing the cards to put out and for the person that's actually picking which card they want. Yeah. Because there's a really, it gets into a real strong head game of well, what do they, what did they want me to see this? And why do they not want me to see what's under there? Which, what are they trying to get me to take? Yeah. yeah. Or it's, oh, this card is only useful in this one position, which is the face up position, but it is, I'm going to put it face down yes. so that when they, they take it, it's worth nothing. Yeah. But if I get stuck with it, then it's worth nothing to me. <laughs> yeah, it's such a big gamble. It's such a big gamble. In the in the game we just recently played, like I did pull off a successful mind game with you. Uh, 
where I put up a very valuable card and it really had you trying to figure out why I would show you such a valuable card. Do I want you to think that the card face down is more valuable or is it just a red herring to take away that? Yeah, it was just, yeah. a, it was a... But of course, that doesn't work every it time. it worked out for me. It worked out so great. Sometimes you yeah. play such a gamble yeah. and the other person sees right through it. And says, I'm taking the one that you're showing me. Yes. Because you really, really want that one you're showing me. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. not the one that's on the bottom, yeah, even yeah. though that's the card that I would want. Exactly. So I'm going to maybe lose two points myself to stop you from getting six. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It, it, there, there are a lot of head games that, that can go on with this. Which is great. So each card features a specific flower. Yeah. And a scoring condition. So it could be you need to have other flowers of the same color you get a point for each different colored flower three points if you have no hearts or something some have no effect at all and some cards have hearts on them each heart is worth one additional point yeah unless another card says if you have a heart get more points exactly <laughs> then they're worth more points that's the basis of the game you go around the table until each player has four cards is a game for two to four players. Uh, that one is a little bit more of a hard cap as there it is quite small and there is only 18 cards. Yeah, yeah. I wonder though, I wonder how well it would work buying additional copies and increasing the size of the deck to yeah. add more players. I you wonder know what? how the balance would work. That would be very interesting. Yeah. yeah. But then there's cards where it says if you only have one color, you get points or something well so. yeah think about that right like so you know plus one for well plus one point for each red card yeah now you might not even see another red card you might not see another red card you might always have like four red cards yeah because they're going to be all of a sudden eight red cards instead of the usual four so could be interesting if you want to get more players in the game but it could get fairly chaotic yeah yeah but i mean it will take a little while to go around the table as well that that as well i guess you could well. have two people playing at the same time if there's enough people oh very interesting yeah. i wonder how that because you just need Two someone to decks. offer to and someone to take cards yeah so you could in theory just do both potentially potentially yeah yeah might change up the order of the cards though but yeah i mean that's a good point that's a good point plays a little bit different depending on if you're playing just one-on-one -on -one or with three to four players right they want you to just go back and forth if it's two players if it's three or more, you want to go clockwise and then counterclockwise. Sort of the like uh, the setup phase in Settlers of Catan. Yeah, just so everyone is giving cards to each of the players. Yeah, so it's not just uh, the one person isn't trying to, you know, screw over the same person over and over. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Good way to do it. I like that. That's a good balance. Do you have any favorite cards? Favorite cards. So this game is interesting for the way of favorite cards because... Yeah. Sometimes you don't even know that you have your favorite card, yes, and it's going yes, to help you yes. much, much later, because it's face down on the first turn, and you have no idea what it is. And sometimes your favorite card won't help you based on the other cards you get. Yeah. So even though you love that card, it might be completely worthless. Yeah, it might be actively detrimental. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it could make you everything very worse. Yeah, but I like the uh, Orchid. Nice, simple card. It's got a heart on it, so it's always worth one point. Yeah. Its special ability is this card counts as any one color. Yeah, that's actually Yeah, very so it pairs viable. quite nicely with a lot of other cards where it's like if you have different colors, you get extra bonus points. If you have a red card, you get an extra point. You can just 
you know, fit it into wherever it fits. Exactly. Uh, I chose uh, three cards as my favorites, but they kind of just work together. So I think my favorite card is the Snapdragon. Uh, it also has a heart, so it's always worth one point. But it also has a uh, an ability. Before scoring, you may change up to two of your cards, each from bouquet to keepsakes or keepsakes to bouquet. So that does actually talk about one thing we didn't mention. Cards that are face down go into your keepsakes, and cards that are face up go to your bouquet. So depending on which one you choose when you're offered two cards, uh, it will either go to your bouquet or your keepsakes, and they stay there. Unless you have the Snapdragon, which allows you to change up to two cards uh, going one way or the other. Uh, so that's actually really valuable, especially with one of my two other cards, the Gardenia or the Amaryllis. The Gardenia gets you plus one point for each of your keepsakes, and the Amaryllis gives you plus one point for each card in your bouquet. With the Snapdragon allowing you to control where your cards are, you can actually put those cards where you want the points the most. Yeah. Yeah, so I really that worked out really. I got ten points in a single round, which is huge because of the Snapdragon. Yeah, and I think it was the Gardenia. It's a nice, yeah. easy combo. Yeah, I see you have another card there. Yeah, I have the Pink Larkspur. It's a pink flower, and before scoring, you may draw two cards. If you do, you must replace one of your cards with one of them. So oh, that's an interesting one. It works out in a way where maybe. If you had one more pink card, everything would be great. Yeah, or if yeah. you had one more uh, purple card, then your hand would be much better. Yeah. Or maybe you just didn't have anything great for the four cards you got. But yeah, maybe yeah, yeah. one of the next two cards would make your entire scoring completely different. It's so crazy how just one card can make almost all your cards more worthwhile. Yeah. So that actually, that is really valuable to be able to pick up two yeah. and have a choice. Because some maybe you had no choice in that entire match and just said... Yeah. All of these face-up cards are awful. And uh, actually, it was a point you pointed out. It was something you pointed out before we started recording was that sometimes some of these cards are actually not worth anything in your current situation. Don't get you any points. Yes. So with the pink Larkspur, it says you, if you look at two cards from the deck, you have to swap them. Well, you might already have a card that's worth nothing. In fact, the pink Larkspur by itself is worth nothing. Yep. So that could be the Just card you swap, swap out. <laughs> easy swap. Yeah. Yeah. Unless yeah. you have something. In that, that gives game you we played before, that was the card that I swapped out. Oh, that, yes, yeah. that is right. That is right. Because on its own, it is worth nothing. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. But it has the point. potential to be two different cards. Yeah. So I guess in this case, uh, having talked about our favorite cards, what uh, what strategies do you have uh, for for playing this game? This is a, now, a this is a game that lends itself to a lot of mental strategies. Yeah. I think yeah, you have to understand the greed level of who you're <laughs> offering the cards to. It seems like a game where you play the person, not the cards. Yeah, you have to know the person uh, across the table from you. Because if you show someone a card that is clearly worth three points to them, but you put the card face down, that would be worth five points to them. Yes. Are they going to take that card that's worth three points immediately? It's such a mind And not even consider the other one. Yeah, yeah. It's, or are they going to say, no, you want me to take yes, those three points yes. because you want more points? It's, it, it poses the question, why would you show me a card that is worth so many points to me? Right? Are, yeah. you, uh, are you trying to get me to take that to protect that other card? Or are you trying to make me think you want me to take the other card so that I will avoid getting these three points? Yeah. When really there's nothing under there. But like, it's, yeah. 
Or do yeah. you actually actively want me to get more points? Yeah, yeah. Or, or are you just, yeah, or, or do or you not a kind and wonderful person? Understand this game. Yeah. Are you just really nice and, and don't really care about winning? In which case, I appreciate you. Yeah. Yeah. And turns out the card that you put on the bottom is worth nothing to me. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it, you really have to know, you're right. You have to know the player uh, that you're playing. I mean, I think that's the biggest strategy because the, you get one key choice in what to present, but you don't get the biggest choice of what card you get. Yes. Right? I mean, when they present to you, yes, but even some of that's out of your control. So this is a game kind of about things being outside your control. And uh, uh, having a, it's, it's kind of hard to strategize around that. Well, there's another simple one. Yeah, what's that? Uh, with your favorite cards, it would say if you have points in your bouquet or points, in your yeah, yeah. keepsakes, keepsakes, yeah, you can get extra points. So if you have one of those face up, you can actively say, "I'm going to take more cards in a way that will get me more points." Yes, I mean, for instance, I had the honeysuckle card at one point, which is one point for each card adjacent to this one in your bouquet. So this was the second card I took, and the first card went to my keepsake. So already the card, the first card it's next to is uh, not worth anything. So I knew I needed another card in my bouquet to actually give this, to actually get any sort of points for this card. If I hadn't picked up another card for the bouquet, this Honeysuckle card would be worth, well, it has a heart icon, so it's worth one point, but that would be it. So I did actively pick up a card that wasn't as worthwhile to me, which I'm sure you probably did on purpose. Yes. Yes. I blatantly did yes. that. Yes. <laughs> and and I thought of it, but I I... I guess maybe I put too much emphasis on making this card's ability worth something. Maybe that other card yeah, would have been it worth worked even out for more. Me. Yeah, of course, of course it did. <laughs> I put the card that would be great for me in yeah. the keepsake section. Yes, yes. And I hoped that you would say, you know what? I want this honeysuckle to be worth something. Yeah. So I'll take that. The funny thing was, as well, I had given you a card uh, that you got, I think, plus two points if you had exactly two cards in your bouquet. So I didn't want to give you that card because that would have gotten you to two. And I couldn't guarantee you wouldn't get, uh, you wouldn't keep at two on the next decision. Yeah. Because the next decision was yours. So it was, it was a tricky spot. It was a tricky spot. I didn't want to give that to you because that would potentially give you a plus two points plus the heart plus whatever else. Uh, yeah. So I took it and I lost, I, I lost that round, yeah. I believe. Yeah, that was a bad but round. But what, overall, we ended up playing through the entire round of three games, and it was just a tie. At and the we end. ended up tying. <laughs> and uh, Devon ended up winning because in a tie break, whoever has the first most card in alphabetical order wins. Yeah. So he had the Amaryllis, which won him the game. Yeah. So Nice and simple. Nice and simple, <laughs> uh, easy, easy game. But we did, yeah, we tied. That was actually quite a fun game, tied after three rounds. Uh, I guess, what's your what are your overall feelings about this game? Like, how do you like this game? Well, this was a game that I was just browsing Kickstarter and happened to come across. Oh, don't, don't like, talk about Kickstarter. You know how much money I drop on that stupid <laughs> website. Well, clearly I have two. Yeah, on... clearly you have two. Yes, <laughs> yes, fair enough. On wallet card games. Look, if you're looking for um, new board games, Kickstarter is a great place to find it. Yeah, a lot of new a ones lot going of cool up there every day, basically all the time, and they get hugely funded, so they always have a lot of uh, stretch goals unlocked. 
Yeah, and then um, we continue on. Sorry. What drew me to this one is just a game about flower arranging. Yeah. Like, how often do you just get a card game that's not like a violent subsection? It's not like, yeah, defeat your enemy. Just, yeah, no, I mean, making that's a flower arrangement. For that's them. a fair point. <laughs> that is a fair point. There, yeah, I mean, to your to your point, uh, there's a lot of violence in in board games when you think about what it actually is representing. Yeah. Uh, and that might bother some people. So this one is literally about giving flowers to people. Yeah. So I think I, not much less violent than that, unless I mean, you are violently unless, allergic. Unless, you know, you're the flower. Yeah, or unless you're the <laughs> flower, in which case your death uh, brings us joy. Um, yeah. But uh, I really enjoyed the the art on this game. I like that it's the nice, simple uh, game mechanics. I like that you do get to mess with your opponents without, like, really messing with them. It's just... Yeah. Hey, we're just playing a card game. There's a bit of a watercolor uh, aesthetic. Field guide esque. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just a, a nice, simple, classic style for the art and vibrant colors purple, yellow, pink, red, and white. It really pops out. And it's so simple, and but a lot of fun. There's one thing we love. We do love, you know, chance in our, our the games, but we love that high, like high strategy where it really forces you to think and. This game does that. Yeah, the, it's such a simple decision: which card do I show and which card do I hide? And it, it you really have to think about it. I some of the choices we've made are literally sitting there for a, a full minute, two minutes, yeah. trying to figure out what to place down. Especially when you know, like two of the cards that the other person has. Yeah, because if they pick up a face down <laughs> card, they don't know what that card is, but you do because you offered it. Yeah. So no, that was another thing that came into play was I know what that card is. I don't want you to take this card, but I don't want you to take this card. Yeah, Which but I don't card? know what this face down yeah. card is now. Yeah. Yeah. Is it going to compliment or yeah. hurt the other part? Yeah. But the face up card, I know if you have that, yes. it'll make everything yes. better for you. Yeah. Or it's like. <laughs> Uh, uh, I want you to have. I don't want you to have this card, but I don't see any reason you would want this card. So which card do I show you? Yeah. Right. So it's a uh, in such a simple game, eighteen cards, and there's so much strategy yeah. to it. So I I absolutely love this game. What? It takes about thirty minutes to play. I would three even rounds. say maybe that. Not even that. I don't think it took us thirty yeah, minutes. It was pretty quick. Yeah, it was like fifteen twenty minutes. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So it's pretty quick game. Pretty quick game. Quick game. But it can... Uh, if you can find it, pick it up. It's yes. a good one to have on your shelf. It's not going to take up much room. Yeah, I believe that uh, you can find them at uh, Button Shy Games. Uh, I'm actually... After we were playing this today, I actually went on. I started shopping around for... Uh, they actually have uh, like three pages worth of these wallet games, which are just uh, very small card games that can basically fit in your wallet. Um a lot of them are sold out uh, um, with uh, with good reason, but uh, definitely check it out if you're interested. These are very easy games. Yeah. And I do believe they do offer print and play for a lot of them. A lot of them are, uh, yeah, so uh, it's it. from what I see here, it's about $12 US for each game, uh, and it was $3 US for the print and play version. So you can print it out on your color printer, cut them out, and, yeah. and or get going. get up your local... Uh printing store and get them on some cardstock you could get them uh printed on cardstock if you have a steady hand cut them out it, you have a lot of different options wallet games that are wallet friendly in terms of price so definitely check them out um they have a huge selection of games here that are, are very small very easy so if 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 they are uh like anything like the two games we've played by them um 
including Tessie Messi, then uh, they they are all worth a uh, worth a purchase. Yep. To that, my rating of this game is a daisy. Oh, and what does a daisy mean? I am innocent. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, then my rating for this game, I give it a hyacinth, which means please forgive me. Yeah, I think that covers the feelings you need to have during this game. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, yeah. <laughs> the the level of deceit you have to put out there, I think, yeah, please forgive me. Though, so maybe maybe the most accurate thing we could say about this game is the gardenia. Let's keep a secret. That's Tussie Mussy. That is Tussie Mussy. <laughs> this has been Cardboard, the board game podcast. Please follow us on Twitter at Cardboard Podcast without the t- last T. Uh, follow us on Instagram at Cardboard Podcast. You can follow me on Instagram at Sweep117. Also on Twitter. And me, I'm also on Twitter. Yeah, he's static. <laughs> I believe static four thousand on Twitter and Wait, Instagram. was that taken? I can't remember. I don't remember. I should always look this up right before. He's always we he's do on this. there. As you can tell, he's very active on on Twitter. So active. <laughs> very 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 active. All right, that uh, I think that does it for us. We are. Oh no, on Twitter he is at Devon Body. <laughs> Wow. Is, I wouldn't have known that. No. <laughs> at Devon Body on Twitter, and I believe he is at uh, Static4000 on Instagram. He has three posts. The last one is from February. So, All right. When I went on that art thing, I'm like, I'm going to make a pattern. I think you literally have, yeah, uh, I think cool. all your posts are from that visit. I did not my phone post Insta- any of Insta- that new stuff. Instagram has frozen, so I can't tell you what it is. Anyway, that's, that's all Don't we have for it. you today. Thanks again for listening. Tune in next week. Next week marks the beginning of Munchtember. 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 Because it's December, but with yeah. Munchkin. Munch- well, sure. Munchtember. Kinsember. Decemkin. Decemkin. We'll figure Munch out. Munchsember. Munch, <laughs> Munch Semkin. Uh, we will figure that one out, uh, maybe, and we'll. Uh, and we'll be at you every week in December. Yes, uh, four episodes in December, all about Munchkin. We will have a special guest with us. Uh, stay tuned for that, and uh, it should be a lot of fun. So please tune in uh, for the month of December. All right, that's all we have. Bye. Bye, everyone. I think that Is went that, pretty well. I think that went well. Yeah. I wish you'd stop talking so much. I mean, it's a podcast. We need to talk at each other. No one else here. Yeah, well, yeah.